Hi, it's Rich Heller and welcome to Rich in Relationship. And today we are interviewing Jen Bradley, who is a matrimonial attorney and also has a degree in psychology and she works in North Carolina. That's right. That's right. And Jen and I are new friends and Jen's got like serious passion for what she's doing. Uh, right now during the crisis, we really need that in our professionals. Jen, how did you get into this line of work? Um, honestly, it's what I've always done since law school. And I got a big interest in this area 22 years ago when I got out of law school because um, I knew a lot of good people that were stuck in relationships or felt like they were stuck in relationships that they didn't want to be in, didn't need to be in, they weren't healthy for them, mm -hmm. uh, including but not limited to my parents. And so mm -hmm. I knew that smart folks could figure out a better way than just suffering for the children. And so that's, I wanted to bring that out to the world and let people know that divorce doesn't have to screw up your kids. Sometimes staying together screws them up more. Yeah, and in these times of COVID-19, that's why I changed my banner today. I've got this really stressed out mom trying to work on oh, her yeah. computer with her kids, you know, like just having a good time wailing on her while she's doing it. Uh, in these in these times, that kind of that kind of commitment and passion is super super important. So uh, let's talk about the current crisis. Crisis. I'm not sure it's a crisis. Well, I mean they're projecting that 250,000 people are going to die in this country alone. So yeah, that qualifies as a crisis. And how is it impacting uh, the people who are calling your office and and the way you're doing business? Yeah, so, you know, every state and every small town and city and everything seems to be issuing different proclamations and orders and definitions of what we have to stay home about and courts are doing different things. So I will say that a lot of folks are calling our office feeling very frustrated because they think that the courthouse is closed. Yeah. They think that means nothing can happen in their case. Mm -hmm. They think that means that all the lawyers are sitting at home having a snow day. Um, yeah, you and look like that, you're in your office. I am in my office. I am. Where's uh, the snow? There's no snow. <laughs> there's no snow and there's big giant green grass in front of me and it's a sunny, beautiful day. Um, you know, and so I will say, at least in my state, legal services are still essential services. So we're exempt from the stay home order. We are obviously being very smart about social distancing in our office and half our teams working from home, half our teams working in the office. Uh, and we've shut our office to the general public coming in, but that doesn't mean that life can't go on in the form of Zoom calls like we're doing now, mm -hmm. uh, regular old telephone calls. Um, and even if we had to, in the event of a real emergency going on in someone's life, like domestic violence um, or kids are being snatched and going to other states or countries, we could make arrangements to still keep our place very safe and distance ourselves and still and still help with that and have signings and those kinds of things. And, and so, go ahead. I'm sorry. So even though the courts are, um, many states, the courts are closed. In most states, they're certainly not functioning normally. Uh, what, what kind of work are you doing for your clients in these trying times that keeps their case moving forward, even without the court being available? Yeah, so I'll say in our state anyway, the court is available for some things in the mm -hmm. true emergency domestic violence situations, which everyone is worried about people now being sheltered in place with an abuser uh, and 
stressful times making things worse. So our courts stayed open for those types of claims, those types of issues. So we are prosecuting and defending those as we speak. They have a lawyer going to court next week on one of those. Yeah. Um, we also, mediation is still an option, a very viable option. Our um, governing body over mediations in our state has said that we can still conduct mediations as long as we do them over the phone or virtually. Um, so we are rescheduling our mediations that were to be in person for virtual mediations, mm -hmm. which is a great thing because A, it keeps people out of court. B, it allows them to have input on the decisions that are being made about their life. And C, we're still getting stuff done during this crisis. And that's helping with a lot of people's mental health because it's one less uncertainty in their life. And my understanding is that even in litigation, like 95% or 97% of litigations are actually settled out of court. What kind of progress are you making with those kinds of cases? So those kinds of cases, we are still pushing forward with document exchange. A lot of folks are home right now and have more away from the office time, if you will, to be able to focus on getting their documents together and downloaded and to us. So we're still focusing on doing that with the other side in cases. We are uh, exchanging settlement offers and still doing our lovely spreadsheets where we project what somebody might need or what somebody can pay and how assets would be divided. I hate to use the phrase business as usual, Rich, because it, it's not usual right now. But for all intents and purposes, other than the courthouse steps being open, um, or should I say the courthouse doors being open for litigation itself, not much has changed in the family law world as far as getting business done and getting cases moved along and settled. And what I'm hearing a lot of attorneys say, because I talk to a lot of attorneys, duh, is, you know, being, <laughs> being a, a conflict coach and divorce coach, I talk to a lot of attorneys. Um, what I'm hearing them say is that there's going to be a backlog, most likely will be a huge backlog of cases once the dust settles here. How, how much is it in the best interest of your clients to negotiate a, a settlement that's mutually disagreeable i'm not going to say agreeable but but you know that that doesn't benefit one party over the other um in this time so that when the dust settles they can clean things up faster um my personal opinion is it benefits them a lot and my clients opinions that they're sharing with me is that it benefits them a lot because if nothing else it puts a band-aid on a less than optimal situation it gives them some ground rules and some boundaries and some things to play by until if we have to go to court, something else can be done. Or if we have to go to mediation, something else can be done. And so, Rich, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little jaded and cynical, but I'm of the opinion that the cases that end up in court either have one or two high conflict personality people involved with them. And that uh -huh. could include the lawyer on the other side. Um, or, they really are some issue of value or they are some issue of um, classification or something about an asset because most all the time, reasonable people, even though they no longer want to be married to each other, understand the cost and the expense of going to court and the fact that they've turned it all over to somebody in a black robe who doesn't know them at all and say, here, decide what's best for my family. And most of the time, I think, people can come up with a better solution for their family that's unique to them than anything a judge could possibly do. So 
because my focus is so driven that way in my practice anyway, I think that's why we're not noticing a lot of drop off right now. That's amazing. Yeah, to your point, yes. I tell people when we're talking with them when we're having meetings like this now, basically you take your hose and you put a kink in the hose right now, right? And so the water is barely dripping out. Those very few things are the things that can be resolved in court at the moment. When we get through this, and people that were already in very unhappy relationships to begin with have now been ordered to stay at home with their spouse, ordered to stay home and homeschool their children that they're not appropriately trained to do, that hose is going to go like this and start putting water in our faces like a fire hose. Mm -hmm. And it's going to do that to the court system too. Everything that was supposed to be heard between March 15th and April 17th in North Carolina is being continued out to July. And it's going on the back of the calendar from the people that were already there. Uh -huh. And our courts were already backlogged. Our courts were already overworked. And our courts were already not being able to serve people as fast as private lawyers can who can help people resolve things. So I think it's going to be a hot mess when we get through this <laughs> for people that have to go to litigation or believe that they do. But, you know, my understanding is that people have an agreement, even if it isn't been signed off on by a judge. I mean, I, you know, I keep thinking from a mental health point of view, if they've got a parenting plan, for example, and they've got some sense that the assets will be divided fairly, you know, in many ways, it's as if the divorce were done, even though the papers haven't been signed and they can have some peace of mind. Yeah, and that's even more true in North Carolina than some states, because we still allow people to settle their cases by private agreement that no judge has to bless, right? So we really can do a settlement agreement. That's amazing. Yeah, a property agreement, a private contract, not a court order. Of course, a judge would have to sign a court order. But we really can do a private contract, a property settlement, a separation agreement that addresses all issues arising from the divorce, but the divorce itself, have it signed in the presence of a notary, which is the little tricky part right now, right, with the stay home stuff. And the yeah, in New York, we can now do virtual notaries. I'm not really sure. I just read about it. I didn't get the details. We are, there is legislation being pushed right now to allow us to have remote virtual notaries, but uh, that has not made it through the North Carolina General Assembly it's yet sticky. with success. You know, it is sticky and it isn't sticky. The process that Virginia uses for remote notary seems so much better than here's my fake ID and I say I'm who I am, right? That somebody yeah. could do. I mean, it's got the knowledge based stuff. Like when you apply for a loan or you go get your credit report online, you have to know right. a lot of stuff about somebody to verify yourself as you're them in Virginia. So, so it's tough though. We were, before the call started, we were talking about the kinds of calls you've been getting and you were talking to me about how people do when their routine, <laughs> I keep going to that picture, when their routine is broken. So uh, I, what's, what's going on? What's going on there? How are you, and how are you handling it? Yeah. Boots on the ground, right? It's like you're talking to the troops. Um, people are calling and they're being really, really frustrated. Um, some folks are very frustrated because their spouse or ex-spouse is using all of this as an opportunity to deny visitation. And that's not an emergency in my state. So the courthouse is not open to those people. Um, and they feel like they're just in a hopeless situation. I, I will say that every order in my state and most every order I've read in all the other states, and I've not read them all, um, has specific carve out provisions for if you're transporting children for a custody arrangement. Mm -hmm. So 
we're telling people that's not a reason to deny visitation. And my understanding is that uh, that will be taken into consideration by the courts when we pass, after, you know, when normal visitation, or normal visitation, when normal circumstances, not normal visitation, normal circumstances are resumed. I mean, I've heard, I've heard a lot of attorneys say, that's not gonna look good for the person who's denying visitation unless they can really prove that there was a risk. Right. A real so, risk, not a small a, risk, not the risk that everyone has, but like, you know, the someone is uh, treating people with COVID-19 and then coming back home and wants to see their children, maybe that's gonna be something that, that, you know, wasn't such a good idea. But if it's just everyday circumstances, and that's what most of us are living through, it, it could be a real problem for the person denying visitation. That's right. And so what we're telling those folks is, if you are denying visitation, you better, like you just said, be able to prove there's a real risk. And you better not be taking your kid to the grocery store with you. Mm -hmm. You better not be taking your kid to Target. You better not be taking your kid. Our daycares are still open. So you better not be taking them to daycare. Yeah, we've got that too. I can't believe that. You know, and you better really not be bringing anybody in your home either. And if you're doing all those things, okay, you're probably going to be okay. But I don't want to hear about play dates and taking your kid to the park and this, that, and the other, but you're not going to let them go to the other parent's house. Again, unless the parent is on the front line fighting this disease or the parent is immunocompromised or something along those lines that's a lot more justifiable. Mm -hmm. So we're getting those kinds of calls and processing those and dealing those. We're getting calls with people whose mental health is not the best right now because they feel socially isolated and that's affecting them and they're out of their regular routine, like yeah. the lady behind you in the picture. And they're on their last nerve. That's my wife. You know. <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> that could be my daughter. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Because <laughs> like, if that's your wife, I need to call your other wife. Don't, don't, um, don't tell her. It's a secret. <laughs> come from a long line of, of multiple family parents here, you know, just, right. just generations of this in my family. Got it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm still laughing Actually, about that. that is true. <laughs> By yeah. the way, that is true. But anyway, let's not, let's not digress. <laughs> that picture is exactly what clients are calling us and telling us that they're feeling at home. Yeah. That, that, you know, they want to evict their kid, excuse me, not evict, they want to kick their kids out of school because their kids aren't behaving, but there's nowhere to send them, you know, now they're the headmaster of the of school, right? They can't get their kids to do homework, they don't understand common core math, um, you know, I wish I had something I could have my kid do so I could get work done because we're not getting anything done, I feel very much out of my routine. So it's really let me make a plug here uh, for Rich in Relationship. I'm getting ready to launch on um, my Facebook page and my YouTube station, a uh, bunch of advisory videos and activity videos for people who are in this position. Uh, probably in the next, it probably start uh, early next week. Um, and it's gonna be a mix of, so anyone who's listening, it's gonna be a mix of parenting advice, uh, gym, like there'll be workouts for people, you know, who aren't moving, any further than their chair to their chair. There'll be uh, makeup advice, not that anyone's wearing much makeup these days, but you know, there's gonna be just a wide array of stuff for people to sort of help them through these really abnormal times. Yeah, and those are some of the resources we're sharing. I know Peloton's doing a 90 day trial right now and uh -huh. people were saying, 
oh, but I don't have a Peloton. Well, that's fine because they you don't also need have work. One. You don't need one. You they also need have an work. exercise bike and, a, and an iPad or, a, or even, not even an iPad. You could do it on your phone if you wanted. And if you don't want to do the biking part of Peloton, they also have yoga classes. They have meditation classes. They have strength training classes. They have mm -hmm. other classes that aren't even related to the bike. So, kids, we were given a great resource about cosmic yoga for kids. So you can do yoga like you're in a Star Wars video or like you're, you know, with Moana, if that's your thing. Oh, please I mean, uh, share some of those links with me. And, okay. But what resources do you have on your website? How can, we, how can we help you and help people find you? We are woefully behind on updating our website in part because to peek behind the curtain a little bit, our website was so painfully slow that it was frustrating me. And so I have guys working on it right now to do some speed fixes on it and some other things. So what we're doing is actually on our Triangle Smart Divorce Facebook page is where we're putting these resources right now. Gotcha. And um, if people want to find you and, you know, let's say that they've got an attorney who, who does think it's a snow day, which is fully possible, uh, and they want to move their case forward, how might they find you? So you can find us on our webpage, which is functional, uh, just doesn't have these great links on it. It's www.trianglesmartdivorce.com. And on Facebook, it's also Triangle Smart, Smart Divorce. Smart Divorce, yep. Facebook page, so they, they can find That's all right. these great resources on your Facebook page. Thank you so much for offering them. And they can find you through your website. And, and also, I guess if somebody's in a bad situation and they haven't gotten hired a divorce, uh, an attorney, a matrimony attorney, because they think everything's on hold, you are the solution. Me, or if you're in another state, you know, a trusted advisor there, because here's the deal. If you know, if, you've, if your decision has been made that I want to separate when we're through all this, I just physically feel like I can't right now because what we're in, there's so much stuff we can do on the front end to have you further along in the process when we come back to some sense of normalcy. Mm -hmm. You know, so if, if this thing lasts two more months that we're at home or even one more month at home, that's one month or two months that we could get ahead of the surge of folks that we predict are going to come yeah. when this thing is behind us, or at least we're on the other side of the, the uh, apex. Well, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that that is a true prediction. No, no, no disrespect. <laughs> I, mean, but I, I mean, like the way you laid it out, you know, there are the courses, the, the courses, there are the court cases that are already slotted that will be picked up first and everything that hasn't been is, is that's being rescheduled comes after it if that's the process and then you want to start from scratch you're really going to be behind the eight ball that's right and then remember in our state that you may not even end up in the courthouse at all right so we mm -hmm. can go ahead and prepare a settlement document to be signed upon a separation and things like that a lot of people moving to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of New Yorkers love it here, Rich. Yeah. I, it's I not quite that. Florida. We get all the seasons, but we do have state income tax, so that's I've a problem. I've heard that. <laughs> and so may I ask you my final parting question? You may. All right. And you're, you're, allowed to, you're allowed to go, hmm, I've asked people this question, and they've said, why didn't you tell me about this in advance? Uh, and actually, right. I was asked this question on a podcast, and it really threw me for a loop, so... But, it, but it's a great question. And the question is, uh, what is the legacy that Jen Bradley wants to leave behind when all is said and done? What is the legacy Jenny wants to leave behind when all this is said and done? See, that's how I dodge this for a minute because I repeat it. It's a good skill. Um, in other ways to say, that's a good question. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've used that one. If we are merely talking about COVID-19, 
my legacy is that I want to be a leader through this crisis, a calming voice in the storm and let people know that as much as the media is trying to cause all of us to lose our minds and be gloom and doom, that life really is better if we turn down the noise and the news and we focus on what our goals are and we make decisions based upon, does this advance me towards my goal? Mm -hmm. um, that in general is the overall legacy as well, but how I would like to be remembered on my tombstone, which I won't have because I'll be cremated, but nonetheless, um, I would like to be, <laughs> I would like to be remembered as someone who provided folks that were in marriages that they decided for whatever reason they never should have been in or the marriage had just run its course. Um, I think as David Nagel, it says some people are with you for a season. Some people are with you for a reason. Um, let's not be judgmental of why marriage has ended, but let's just say that there are ways to do it without destroying each other and without destroying your children. And that's what I would like to have on my tombstone is Jenny helped people I hate this word, but uncouple without being destructive. Gotcha. Works for me. Any last, any last words? Any last words? Well, we originally were going to talk about some high conflict people. So I will put a plug in for something I think is very helpful for communication in this time when everybody's a little high strung, everybody is a little black and white and everybody seems to have in this amygdala hijack position, right? Where it's fight, flight, freeze. Um, and I'm being overly general when I say everyone, of course, not everybody is doing this, but um, the gentleman's name is Bill Eddy. He's got several fantastic uh -huh. books, yeah. but one of them is Biff. And when communicating with folks, particularly by email right now, um, remember to make your communications very brief, informative, friendly, and fair. And that can help de-escalate situations or at least keep them from escalating. Mm -hmm. Well, let's do another piece on, uh, let's do that piece together on high conflict divorce. We'll do it later. Let's get through okay. what we're in right now. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Rich.